Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Hopeful signs of progress on inflation as well. The price of gas, when we said not what I was doing wouldn't make any difference, and guess what? It's down a dollar and thirty cents since the start of the summer and continues to go down. Inflation eased in July. I said last spring that our top economic priority was to bring down inflation without giving up on all the gains American workers made last year. But there's more to do, a lot more to do. And the American people. Good Lord. It's very clear that what went down, gas prices going down, because people said, all right, we're not going to travel. We're not going to drive. Gas prices are simply too damn high. We can't do it. We can't afford it. So we're not going to. So less people bought gas. Supply and demand being very real, gas came down. It wasn't because of what Joe Biden did. It would be great if it was because of what Joe Biden did. But every Joe Biden policy is a policy of inflation expansion, not because I say so, but because he does it. The progressive left is built on this expansion because there is no moment where they don't spend. Their answer to everything, to all things at all times and all places is to spend. And spending exacerbates the inflation issue. And if we're going to question where this economy is at, let me give you this world-class one-two punch. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. You think the economy is going great? Let me know. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. That's the number. 833-GOT-TONY right there. Now, I start with the White House, I should say the White House, the, the Treasury Secretary of the United States. That is Janet Yellen. She may be getting in trouble for this because there's uh, Joe Biden letting you know how great things are. You know, his plan is working. But this was Janet Yellen on CNN. That way, a new poll shows not 62 percent rather of Americans think we're in a recession. Inflation is near a 40 year high. Wage growth is slowing. What do you say to Americans who say the Biden economy isn't working for us? So inflation is way too high, and it's essential that we bring it down. And that's something that Americans feel every day. And I think it's what's causing uh, them tremendous distress. Distress is a nice way to put it. Distress is a solid way to put what it is Americans are dealing with. Right now, the markets feel good. uh, Dow is up 238. NASDAQ's up 133. Everybody wants to see, you know, where, where we are with inflation. Did it go down? Did it go down by what? Did it go up? Did it go up by what? 
New York Fed is hopeful that those uh, gas prices coming down will help uh, with uh, inflation slowing. You take a look at people responding to the New York Fed. They expect the annual rate of inflation to be 5.7% a year from now. They also expect gas prices to stay right where they where they are, but food would be up 5.8%. So gas prices would be up a dollar plus from when Biden took office. Food is still more expensive. When it was up last month, uh, it was 13.1% overall year over year. So 13.1% increase in food year over year in the month of July. And this is considered good news. I've got Janet Yellen admitting to the fact that inflation is way too high. But what does the Washington Post tell me? Americans are finally feeling better about the economy. So I asked the question, are you feeling good about this economy? You think this economy is working? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Show me. Show me where. Three-year inflation uh, expectations, this according to CNBC, dropped to 2.8% in August from 3.2% the previous month. 2.8% would be fine. Three years from now. That's exactly what the Bank of England was saying a month ago. So if this was going to be the case regardless, why would you introduce more spending into the situation via the Inflation Reduction Act, which does not reduce inflation? It's a green spending bill. That's all it is. It's a Green New Deal bill. It's not doing anything about inflation. They called it that because lying to Americans is what they're all about. I mean, not because I say so, but because they did it. They did it. They lied to you, me, and we, and they are so damn well proud of themselves. Oh, my gosh. They couldn't be more proud, couldn't be more happy, couldn't be more excited. Rents are projected to increase 9.6%, but it's a drop of 0.3 percentage points from the July survey. Well, you still are going to be pricing people out of housing markets, especially with interest rates that are now crossing 6%. That's where we were. On the 30-year fixed, we were over 6%. Uh, For lack of of another source, although I would gladly take another source, uh, I use uh, bank rate just to see where the national average is, 6.08%. That's where the 30-year fixed is. By the way, if you want to be our, you know, I, I, I guess it's sponsorable. But I work with a mortgage company, but I was talking about rates, not that people get you the mortgage. I work with Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert. I mean, just full disclosure, uh, sponsors of, of, of my morning show. You know, I, I work with them, so I don't know. I don't know if you can then sell the, the ads to them. You know what? I'll let the salespeople handle that, guys. I'll move on. Tell me how the economy moves when you can't afford to buy a home. I'm so glad to see people are feeling better about what might come a year to three years from now. Might, M-I-G-H-T, no guarantees whatsoever. The national uh, uh, average for a gallon of gas is 371. I actually thought it was a little bit higher. How does this play in to OPEC cutting production? 
OPEC said they were going to cut production by 100,000 barrels a day. But I have got, for example, a local ABC affiliate in Tampa Bay, Florida, saying it's not projected to raise gas prices. Well, how in the world does that work? You have less supply. How does that work unless you also have less demand? That's an interesting question. Fast forward into the fall and winter months. This, according to Mark Jenkins, spokesperson for AAA. Fall and winter months when there's less traditionally, when there's traditionally, I should say, less demand for fuel. And now there's a lot of concerns in the industry about potential for a global recession. In the energy market, there's just a lot of hesitation. So that's contributing to lower prices overall. Biden's plan, huh? Is, is is this really what we're saying? Overnight, uh, according to Jenkins from AAA, it seemed like it was causing oil prices to increase a couple of dollars, but those gains have been erased mostly throughout the day. It appears as though the energy market has digested this information and is basically shrugging it off and moving on. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But it seems to me we should not shrug off the idea that less people are traveling. By the way, Brent crude is up a dollar today, and uh, so is West Texas Intermediate. Almost up almost a dollar today. I'm just just noticing. Just noticing what is. We are not in a solid place. I would like to be. I would like to see the economy doing better, and so would you. But how does the Washington Post say Americans are finally feeling better about the economy when this isn't the case? The concerns about what's going on with utilities, with electric and with with natural gas, with, with, with water, the concerns are everywhere. This disconnect is, is, is frightening. And then you'll have somebody like Janet Yellen and saying the inflation is way too high and it's causing Americans tremendous distress. We're supposed to discount this because the Washington propaganda has decided to put out an article? Because Joe Biden is going to cheer lowering gas prices or lower gas prices, which I, I love lower gas prices, but it's happening because less people are traveling. Airlines noticed that they've had less business travelers. What is that going to do? We saw an incredible increase in in the rates for airline travel during the summer, or what are we seeing now? I actually have to be in New York in October. My first trip to New York since since pre-COVID. I have so I have some meetings to do. I have an event to attend. I, there, there might be some TV. You never know. Uh, I bought the ticket a month in advance. I thought it was 418 bucks. I would still argue that's about $100 higher than it used to be. I'm going to straight $100 higher. And I'm only doing two, I'm only doing 2 days. I'm in, I'm out. Boom. So that 100 bucks for a lot of people are like, "Nope." Not doing it. Family of four? Nope, not doing it. 
And that's Indianapolis uh, to, to LaGuardia. Yeah, I'm flying into LaGuardia. You know, I, I, I like just getting super close to the water when I land. Are we going to see less people traveling because of these costs? I want a better economy. But the signs don't show that we're getting better. And let me further prove that to you. This is the full Washington Post headline. Americans are finally feeling better about the economy. You know what that, you know, what, what do they call that underneath? The slug? Is that what they call that? Gas prices are falling and there are signs households are learning to deal with inflation. Oh, you didn't tell me that the American people would have to learn how to deal with it. Right? This is the way it is, bitches. Just shut your mouth and deal with it. Oh, okay. Now the whole story makes sense. Deal with it. Are you dealing with it well? I'm, I'm just curious. I am just curious how that's going for you. How this... Uh, how this administration sees things, how their lackeys in the media view things. Just deal with it. Don't tell us about it. Just put up with it. This new normal. $3.75 gas. Look how low it is. It's still a buck fifty above where it was when Biden took office. Increase in meat prices, just deal with it. Besides, kale is better for you. Can't go visit Mima, just deal with it. Besides, it's better for the environment. Just deal with it. Learning to deal with inflation. I would rather learn how not to deal with inflation and vote for better people and ensure that we have policies that make sense. Less spending to get us out of this inflationary hellscape. That would be my take. Because learning to deal with it, you're not much of a citizen when you just have to deal with it. I'm Tony Katz. This is the moment. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. So we put our hands up like the ceiling can't hold up. Elon Musk has an ex-girlfriend. All right. I don't... I'm not surprised by this. She has decided to take old photos and old cards from her ex-boyfriend, Elon Musk, and put them up for auction. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. That's the number. That's how you get to be a part of the show. Um... You want to talk about an offensive and disgusting human being, Jennifer Gwynn. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm saying offensive. I'm saying disgusting. I mean, like, she's selling the cards and expected to go for more than $10,000 is a birthday card. Then there's a dollar bill signed by him. That has a bill of that has a bid of seventy six hundred dollars. 
Now, I got to admit, a dollar bill signed by him, super cool. That's a fun thing to put on the wall. That may go up in value. I can almost visualize it. Like, how do I get in on that? A birthday card? I mean, that's gross. Photos? Also gross. You keep them in your scrapbook and you move on with your day. Why? What kind of person are you to do this? And the answer is you're awful. The answer is you're awful. Dear Lord, is nothing personal anymore? Everything has to be seen by the world and you have to engage the world in it. A signed dollar bill, that's just his signature, not to anybody. You could argue that's a pretty impersonal piece, a cool piece, a a bit of history from a guy who has done what he has done. All right. All right. You know what? I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll bid on that. I'll sell that. Birthday card? We really, we've really given up. We're really lost. Like, I, I was watching part of the um, concert they had, uh, the memorial for Taylor Hawkins, drummer for Foo Fighters. I'm looking at all the people who had their phones out. And I'm asking out loud, were none of these people actually in the moment? Like, here is this musician that you loved and people seem to really enjoy and dig the dude and uh, a band that people really enjoy and have real connection with. You needed a video? There is Taylor Hawkins, 16-year-old son, to play on on My Hero. And you need to take video of that? Can't you just take in the moment, know where you were, the crowd that's, like, dancing and into it, this guy's son playing his heart out, lost his father, and he's still playing his heart out? Be like, this is an amazing moment to be connected to another human being to. No, wait... Let me get out the technology that makes the whole thing totally impersonal. And the video I'm never going to go back and watch, but hopefully I'll post it and get a few thousand likes because the reward of strangers is more important than the reward of enjoying the moment. Screwed up. This woman is screwed up. Find everything on Locals, guys. TonyCats.Locals.com. This is Tony Katz Today. So what does it actually mean that gun stores are now being forced into a code? Well, a lot of businesses and business types have codes from credit card companies, Visa and MasterCard. They they have uh, category codes. This isn't anything new. The issue that it now it, we are now facing is that applying this to gun stores was not about some kind of internal need for Visa and MasterCard American Express. It wasn't having anything to do with classification. It has to do with control. It has to do with keeping you from keeping and bearing arms. This is the desire and the goal of those people who claim to talk about common sense gun reform. It was always a lie. They were always liars, and they are liars today. And I want to make sure that I 
am clear about this. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Guys, always a pleasure to be with you. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. Moms demand action lies. Every town lies. Uh, what's his name? David Hogg lies. They're all liars. They're all frauds. The objective is to take away your ability to keep and bear arms. And since they can't go after the Second Amendment, which they still are desperate to try and do, why not work an end around? Figure out ways to stop you from getting ammunition and now create a de facto gun registry. How is this going to work? I'll gladly explain it to you. It could work one in one of a couple of ways. You create the category code for gun stores, and then you put massive pressure on Visa and MasterCard to limit the amount of purchases any person can make at one of those places. So if you're utilizing the code, your credit card can only purchase so much in a given month. You don't think that's going to happen? I will bet you cash money that that's going to happen. But before that happens, you will see leaks. What kind of leaks are we talking about? We're talking about a leak of all of those people who purchased something under that category code. You don't think leaks are going to happen? Leaks happen from the FBI about Donald Trump and alleged nuclear this, that, and the other. Confidential, top secret, special compartmentalized information. It leaks to the Washington Post. Russia, Russia, Russia leaked everywhere under the sun. You don't think it's going to leak that these people purchased guns in your neighborhood? Look at the list of people who bought guns where you live. I mean, it's going to be that kind of fear-mongering. Why in the world should anybody have a right to privacy? Just leak the, the purchases with the code. Look how easy. See, general merchandise, which gun stores used to be under, that's a hard one. That's a hard one to leak as general merchandise. Who knows who bought what? But now you know under the code who's buying exactly what. So I don't know if this means that what happens is is uh, you now start selling T-shirts at gun stores for $750 and it, and, and it comes with a Glock. Okay, then again, I don't know who's spending $750 on, on a Glock. But the point I'm making is that I don't know how many workarounds there are to this thing. We're going to try them. You better believe people are going to push for them. This is one of the reasons that I absolutely favor crypto. I favor a decentralized currency because I don't believe that Elizabeth Warren, who is a violent woman, a fraud, you claim you're Native American, you're not, you do it for financial and social status, you're a fraud. This senator... Elizabeth Warren doesn't believe in your Second Amendment rights. She believes she knows best for you. She is not a believer in the Constitution. I will call her a violent woman to her face. She's a bad person who doesn't believe in the rights of the people. Not based on my thoughts, just random, uh, I've decided this. It's based solely and exclusively on her actions to which I have watched and therefore determination has been made that my God, she doesn't actually believe that we should have rights. She is one of the people who has pushed for this from uh, what's what's known as, uh, uh, what do you call the thing? The, the International Organization of Standardization. That's where the code is coming from. She doesn't believe in your Second Amendment rights. 
She believes that she knows what's best for you, and you're lucky to have an existence. You know, it's it's, it's we're very much living in an Ayn Rand kind of world. And I've met people who are like, "Oh, Atlas Shrugged. That's what a terrible book." Why the, the 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 truth hurts? I'm not an objectivist, but you can't deny that she was onto something. When you have a world in which the government can do anything and the people have to ask permission to do anything, that's not a free society. That's tyranny. And that's what's happening. And this is what has people upset. And they are right to push back. They are right to fight back. They're right. Of course they're right. You are right. Elizabeth Warren is the enemy. Not because I like the idea of calling somebody an enemy, but when you note that you have a Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms and you see an elected official work so aggressively to try and keep you from it, including full subversion of the Constitution because she knows she can't win. She can't get rid of the Second Amendment. So utilize her power to pressure private industry. That's obscene that's despicable the new Jer- the new york attorney general Letitia james saying that this is a common sense solution that these credit card companies could take to help keep new yorkers and all americans safer no no one no one is safer because of this um th- she says this decision will help us better address gun violence and avoid future tragedies i don't See how, unless, of course, you're going to keep large swaths of people from purchasing a firearm. That's your plan. Keep people from their rights. She continues, these credit card companies must now take the next step and flag suspicious transactions on gun and ammunition sales like they do for fraud and money laundering. By working together and using the tools at our disposal, we will help protect our communities and save lives. Is there any question? Is there any question that the objective is to keep you from having a firearm? The answer is no, none, zero. Now, I do have a question. It's a question for um, for the Supreme Court. It's a question for the lawyers, right? It's a question for, for the lawyers here. Can this be seen as an abuse of government power? So when we talk about the Constitution, we're talking about the rights of, of, of individuals, but very often we're talking about the restrictions on the federal government to limit the rights of the individual. This is happening through private companies, except it's not. It's coming through the intimidation of government. When government works with private industry to oppress the people, that is the definition of fascism. That's the definition. Full and complete and total the definition of fascism. Uh, you, you, want me to, you want me to read it to you? I'll, I'll, I'll read it to you. I, I, don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. A system of government marked by centralization of authority under a dictator, a capitalist economy subject to stringent governmental controls, violent suppression of the opposition, and typically a policy of belligerent nationalism and racism. Yep, that's them. I mean, they claim it's the right, but they're always talking about what they are. Look at this. Centralization 
of authority under a dictator, a capitalist economy subject to stringent governmental controls. Isn't that what we have here? Isn't that what we're seeing here? I don't have to invent things. I don't have to go about name calling. I can simply look at the data and say this is a problem. This is obscene what it is that we're seeing because we know that it ends in two ways. A leak of information to embarrass those who may purchase a firearm and attack them through their social credit score kind of conversation via the Chinese, or limiting your ability to purchase a good that is legal in the United States because the private industry decides. And then you say, all right, we'll pay cash. You notice how many people move or want to move to a cashless society? I must say, and I'll say it again, people who don't carry cash are out of their minds. Yes, you're no longer going to get um, hotel points and, 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 and travel points. That's no longer going to happen because you're, uh, you're not using a credit card. But that's the way you keep your rights. That's the way you keep your rights. These people can't be trusted. So is there something to be done regarding the Supreme Court and this kind of abuse of the people? I, I, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. But, but I, would, I would suggest start looking at crypto. I would success, uh, uh, suggest the gun shops to start looking at crypto and cash and maybe other ways. The, these gun, anti-gun zealots want you to live in fear of them. They want you to live in fear in general. I find the whole thing pretty disgusting myself. And yes, I am prepared to absolutely positively fight against it. Absolutely positively fight against it. Because this nonsense, this hatred, this bigotry needs to be fought. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Kamala Harris is something special. She is. There's no way... You can believe that she is somebody who could be competent enough to handle the presidency should that moment arise. And under Joe Biden, that moment's always, always possible. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. This has to do with the fact that Kamala Harris is not qualified, that Kamala Harris is not an intellectual, that Kamala Harris isn't bright Now, very often when you engage that conversation, you hear, oh, sure, the black woman can't do the job. No, 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 no. This woman can't do the job. We've seen it. And I'm not the one who believes it, although I am the one who believes it. I'm not the only one who believes it. The vast majority of Americans believe it. There is no enthusiasm for Kamala Harris. There is no strength behind Kamala Harris There she was running for president. She didn't make it to a primary. That has nothing to do with me. That has to do with the Democratic Party not having any faith in her whatsoever. None. Her time as an attorney general uh, there in, in California, unbelievable scrutiny, unbelievable questions about the kind of person that she was, the kind of office she was running. I get that people, because they don't want to have to deal with reality, don't want to have to deal with the issues, they will scream race and scream sexism and all these kinds of things, blah, 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 blah. 
Sometimes someone just isn't good at the task. We all have skill sets. Kamala Harris's skill sets don't lead themselves to being a good commander in chief. They did uh, lead themselves to be a self-promoter, to positions that she was wholly unprepared for. Those are the facts as presented. When asked by Chuck Todd, oh, what an interview this was. When asked by Chuck Todd about calling uh, people fascist or semi-fascist. What is a semi-fascist? Listen, I think that um, when we, let's not get caught up in, 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 in politicizing the fact that most people in America know that it is not helpful to our country when we have people who are denying elections or trying to obstruct. You mean like Stacey Abrams? You mean like Stacey Abrams? You mean obstructing like Congressman Jamie Raskin when he challenged the validity of Donald Trump's election in 2017? This is what you mean, right? But you gotta love, you gotta love how long this took her from the question. So here was the question. What is a semi-fascist? So there it was, and then we'll start counting it together, shall we? What is a semi-fascist? One, two, Listen, three, I think that um, four, when we, let's five, not get caught six, up in, 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 seven, in eight, politicizing nine. the fact that most people in America know that it is not helpful to our country when we have people who are denying elections or trying to obstruct. Nine seconds to figure out how she was going to answer that question. Because she didn't know how she was going to answer that question. How do I spin this? Because I don't want to answer the fact that Biden was wrong for calling people semi-fascist. The outcome of an election where the largest number of people in our country voted for the president of the United States. And um, when we look at where we are, I think that we have to admit that there are um, attacks from within, to your first question, and we need to take it seriously. And and we need to stand up together, all of us, and, and think of this not through partisan lens, but as Americans. Now, I happen to wholeheartedly agree with that. That we need to take a look at this not through a partisan lens, but as Americans, and we have to take a look at the attacks from within. The attacks from within are happening in the world of, of, of firearms, uh, you know, as I, as I was just discussing. It's happening in education when you have this leftist takeover where they want to create activists out of our children instead of engaging in education uh, with them. We got a lot of places, a tremendous number of places where we have to recognize uh, where the, the attack is coming from. The call's coming from inside the house. You want me to take this Kamala Harris, though, seriously?
I'm supposed to th- be impressed by her? This ideologue who doesn't believe the minority should have any say whatsoever? Voting rights? You mean allow anybody to vote, allow them to vote, vote multiple times, don't have any kind of, you know, standards whatsoever? Reproductive rights? The Supreme Court just overturned Roe v. Wade. What's your plan? To do, to do what? You want to pass a law? Go ahead. Can't stop you from trying that. But you don't think the minority should have any say, which is fascinating when Democrats are in the minority in the Senate. Oh, you're going to want that filibuster more than anything. The partisanship, the unwillingness to be honest about a situation. Yeah, I'm unimpressed with Kamala Harris, and I'm with most of the country on that one. I'm Tony Katz.